0: Hello there, and welcome once again to the WP Builds podcast. You have reached episode number 284 entitled Stratic and Elementor Talk About the Recent Acquisition. It was published on Thursday, the 23rd of June, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and just a few bits of housekeeping before we begin the main content. I don't know if you've headed over to the Page Builder Summit this week. It is, of course, Thursday. That means that there's basically one day left, the remainder of Thursday, and friday you can find it at pagebuildersummit.com there's a whole load of stuff happening on friday so be sure to check it out essentially what i'm saying is if you have missed out fear not there's still some content left and there's still actually a chance to buy all of the content with the power pack upgrade so once more pagebuildersummit.com Also, if you're into the WP Builds podcast and you'd like to keep updated, head over to our page, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, and over there you're going to find all of the bits and pieces for keeping you updated when we release new content. Typically, we do a podcast on a Thursday, that's what you're listening to now, and also the live This Week in WordPress show happens 2pm UK time every single Monday and we'd love to have you come join us and make comments. Hopefully we'll be there this coming Monday. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WPBuilds. That's go.me forward slash WPBuilds. And we thank GoDaddy Pro for helping us to keep the lights on at the WP Builds podcast. Okay, what have we got on the show for you today? Well, something a little bit different. Normally, we record the episodes several times. Days, possibly weeks, sometimes even months in advance, because the nature of the episode won't really change. However, this is what you might call a scoop. It's a burning hot topic. This week it was announced that Elementor had purchased Stratic. Stratic is a headless hosting company. Elementor, I'm sure I don't need to tell you, is a page builder. And so we've got two people who are intimately connected with this deal. We've got Miriam Schwab from Stratic and Amitai Gat from Elementor. They're here to talk about how the whole thing went down. When was it decided that this would be a good idea? How long did it all take? What's happening in the future? And what's the play for Elementor buying a host, given that they've already got a cloud hosting environment set up? It's an excellent episode with all sorts of interesting bits and pieces, and you get a bit of a behind-the-curtain view of what went on. I hope that you enjoy it. I am joined on the podcast today by Miriam Schwab and Amitai Gatt. Hello, both of you. Hello. Hey, Nathan. It's going to be one of those things, because we're doing audio and we've got no visual cues, it's going to be like, who's going to speak first? So don't worry about cross-talking. I can edit out the mistakes later. But we're on the podcast today to, to speak about, well, it's kind of like some hot news, because not normally on the podcast do we have things which are Kind of critical this week or last week or what have you, but this news item came across my my email inbox, and I thought it'd be really nice to get both um, somebody from Elementor, which is Amitai, and somebody from Stratic, which is Miriam, to talk about the acquisition of um, Stratic, which is a web hosting company, by Elementor. Just a couple of things first, uh, just to paint some context. I'm going to go to Miriam first. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. And obviously, you know, don't tell us about something that I might ask you about later in terms of what you're going to be doing now.
1: <laughs> okay, I won't spill the beans. <laughs> um, well, so hello, I'm Miriam Schwab. Uh, I am the co-founder and former CEO of, of Stratic, And the reason I say former, former is because now that Stratic has been acquired by Elementor, my new title is head of Stratic, which is On the one hand, it's kind of a funny title because it doesn't like describe a function, but on the other hand, it's actually very uh, apt to what I'm I'm going to continue to be doing. Um, I founded, uh, co-founded Stratic about four years ago after I founded and managed a WordPress development agency for over a decade, building custom WordPress solutions for a lot of large organizations, tech companies, and nonprofits, and uh, really wanting to solve some of the pain points around managing WordPress. And... Came across this emerging trend of static site generators and headless. Became very excited about it. Thought maybe we can bring these two worlds together, and that was where uh, I came up with the concept for Stratic. Um, Stratic uh, has we've been servicing many customers um, over the last years, uh, also including very large organizations, uh, publicly traded companies, tech companies, governments, and uh, nonprofits like the UN. Um, and now uh, we're excited to be taking Stratic to the next stage as part
0: of Elementor. Wow. That's such a great story. By the way, did you say your new role is head of strategy? Yes. Can I just say that you missed a trick there, headless didn't you? Should it not be the headless of strategy? <laughs> wouldn't that be? I
1: think I think uh, we need to write like head head and then in brackets less. Left.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've got to do hilarious. it. You've got to do it. We're missing thank you. an opportunity there. Yeah. Thank you for the, uh, thanks for the update. And wow, what, what an amazing journey you've had. An equally amazing Journey has been had by Elementor on the other side, but Amitai, just dwelling on you personally, just give us a bit of background to you and WordPress and whatnot.
2: Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, so I started with I uh, uh, got into WordPress around uh, almost twelve years ago. Um, so building website, uh, was uh, working as a uh, as a freelancer, uh, built a lot of websites using WordPress, um, and then uh, kind of slowly got into engineering. Uh, did that for a while got into product um product leadership and then uh when i came across elementor uh just the combination of doing product and engineering and you know in a in the wordpress ecosystem is Mm -hmm. just uh just uh you know i had to go for that uh (laughs) and then i uh now i'm here and i'm leading the the product organization here at the company
0: Okay, thank you very much. Again, nice story. So, Miriam, just before we get stuck into the, the weeds of it all... You, you talk about uh, headless and the fact that you came across this emergent technology a little while ago. Whilst many of the people listening to this podcast will, will have an understanding of what headless means, I've got a feeling that there'll be a, a proportion, a significant percentage who may have heard the word, may not, but don't actually understand what the difference is between a traditional host and a, a headless-based host like Stratic is. Could you just do a, a, a quick job of explaining how it differs?
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, when you have a a regular WordPress website, uh, what is happening there is that um, you've got the front end of the site, which is what everyone visits and views uh, when they reach your website. And then you have the admin area or back end of the site, which is where you manage your content. And those two parts of the site are tightly intertwined in WordPress and often referred to as a monolithic architecture. And that architecture brings a lot of power to users in that you can make updates in the admin and then just press publish and immediately see the results on the front end. And that gives you a lot of control over the appearance of your site and also enables a lot of different types of plugins and integrations that bring a lot of power to the user. So that type of monolithic architecture, uh, which is generally running on what's called the LAMP stack, Linux, Linux, Apache, MySQL, PHP, is hosted on standard LAMP stack uh, supporting servers. And that's how it's been done for the last, I don't know, 20 years, WordPress is 19 years old now, Mm -hmm. but let's say even before that, there were already PHP driven sites. And so running on standard, uh, lab based stacks, and that's, that's how your WordPress, your WordPress site, uh, generally, or until today has been run. Um, so on the one hand, you have all the power of WordPress, like I mentioned, on the other hand, when you're running the site in that format, uh, you're kind of exposing it to a lot of different issues. That uh, repeat themselves, and many WordPress users may be familiar with them. So, for example, your site may feel sluggish or particularly get slow under load, and that's because of this monolithic architecture. Because your front end is so tightly intertwined with the back end, when the back end is struggling to serve up the pages, that impacts the front end. Um, so you'll you'll have, you might have issues around performance, around scaling the site for load, and then also security issues. Because you have so many moving parts and components, and they're also directly connected to the front end of your site, if there's a security issue, that will become apparent on the front end of your site and it will impact it. And security issues are painful because it can damage your reputation. It can take a lot of time and resources to repair. It can damage your site's organic rankings, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the challenge with running WordPress in the standard way. And as it's been done until today, Stratic comes to rethink that whole thing. And our approach says the front end is really all that users need to see when they're visiting your site. There isn't really any reason, most of the time we can get that, for the back end to be there too. It's the back end is is there. Let's say you have a regular website and you wrote a blog post. So you wrote the blog post, you published it. Now you don't need that back end there anymore until the next time you want to update your site. But it's always there. And that always means that the site is relatively like sensitive to different factors on the web. So we're saying the front end is really all that users need. Let's just slice that right off of that back end and only deliver that to users. And the back end, the WordPress admin area, is still accessible to users, but only to the users who need it, like team members or whatever, or content creators or managers, they can access it, but the rest of the internet only visits the front end. And that's where the term headless comes into play. So headless means that the head, which is the front end of the site or the visual side of the site, is actually completely disconnected from the back end. And that is what re- is referred to when you're talking about a headless architecture. So that's Stratic's approach. We allow users to use WordPress as usual, use the plugins they like, use Elementor, for example. We have great support for it, and we've made sure we had support for it from the beginning. Click our static publish button, all of your changes are deployed to the Static replica of the site, the headless, like it's headless, uh, it's decoupled, and that's what the internet views. The site looks the same, acts the same, feels the same, except for it's faster, scalable, you never have to worry about load, security issues become relevant, and you get the best of all worlds.
0: It's a it's a really yeah that's so so well done (laughs) by the way it's a difficult subject to sort of grapple grapple to the ground but I think you did that did that really brilliantly so let me just clear up a few things on my end just so that the listeners are sure so basically you've got a you've got a WordPress website which behaves on the admin side but it's totally separate from what the users see you 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 log into WordPress but you have to wait a few seconds whilst that version of WordPress if you like is spun up on some kind of VPS or something like that you. You make your modifications, save it, and then some voodoo happens, some magical (laughs) static magic that saves what the pages will, the, the output, HTML, JavaScript, CSS. It saves that somewhere, stores it somewhere else, and only those bits are used when a visitor comes to the site. And the WordPress install is kind of taken offline, so it's unavailable, it can't be attacked, and so on and so forth
1: that is, you did a very good job of explaining it okay. yes that's well, thank exactly you. it like yeah the wordpress site is in a containerized that's the technical term It's a containerized environment yep. and um that it isolates it as needed and also it can shut down when not in use which has another layer of security and by the way also has environmental benefits because mm-hmm. why should that just keep running i don't know if you know the the metrics around uh environmental impact of running servers but uh we're just shutting it down good. and not using those resources. Yeah. It's not good. It's not pretty. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. And yes, and when our users spin up the container, make their changes, that WordPress site is a monolithic architecture. So they do get to, you know, make changes and immediately see it on the front end, but on- but at that point only they see it in that in that uh, WordPress site. They click the button, the voodoo, as you said, happens, generates a static replica that's just HTML, CSS and JavaScript. So you get the front end, it's just completely disconnected from the back end, dissolving. A lot of those like issues
0: that uh, that we discussed. Yeah. Well, uh, my recommendation would be if you're if you're curious to know more, this podcast is not about the technicalities of Stratic, but if you're curious to know more, then go and Google um, Stratic, which by the way is S T R A T T two Ts, I see, and, and then you can discover all of the benefits and the reasons why. The, the podcast today, though, is going to focus on the acquisition of that. And so you two companies at some point in the past met, I think we're going back quite a long way. It might be a, as much as yeah. a decade or more. Um, I don't know if Amitai or Miriam want to just paint the story quickly of, of how it all began and when things turned from a, oh, you're an Israeli WordPress company, hello, so are we, into more like, hmm... Wonder if we could start thinking about talking about working more closely when did when did the story begin and how long ago was it that you started chattering about acquisitions and mergers and so on uh
1: so i uh when i was managing my agency i also organized the local uh word camps conferences in israel i did five of them um and what i think it was the first one that i organized or the second one i can't remember um ariel and yoni who are the co-founders of Elementor, they attended and um, at the time they were either still working they they also had an agency and that agency eventually transitioned into uh, a company or a product that they called pojo it was a a theme a theme kind of uh, marketplace or whatever like a theme offering actually i i at the time thought that their themes were really good and um i wasn't a fan of Commercial themes as an agency owner, because uh, as I'm sure you know, they often come with like a thousand options yeah. <laughs> and you end up using two, and then yeah. you have all this just like garbage sitting around. Your, sitting yeah. your themes. But yeah. their themes were actually really well coded and really clean. So um, we met back then, and then the next WordCamp I organized, they were already working on Pojo for sure, and they sponsored, and I was so excited they were sponsoring. Also, I really uh, enjoyed supporting the local WordPress community. So whenever I saw success happening, I was really happy. So um, we connected around that. And then over the years, we'd just meet up at conferences either here in Israel or like when we were flying, let's say, toward Camp Europe, we'd end up on the same flights or we'd like stay in hotels near each other. And also um, Yoni and Ariel and I, we only eat kosher food, which means that. A lot of time when we're overseas we're very hungry so we would bond over going in search of kosher food together (laughs) yeah Uh, that was pretty hilarious yeah and um yeah so so you know we became like friends over the years and then when i founded stratic um pretty quickly we realized that we needed to support elementor because uh more and more people were coming to us users and they were they were using Elementor and they yeah. wanted to keep using Elementor because yeah. it brought them so much value. So we invested in supporting it, um, including uh, uh, supporting Elementor forms, which um, if you understand like the static architecture that we're, we're generating a form isn't a natural fit, but we made sure that we support their forms. And uh you know every time we'd run into each other i would tell them about the support that we were increasingly rolling out and we started having a shared slack channel with their dev team to work on the plugin and you know get uh help from them around certain things we needed answers to and and then we started working on a partnership which made a lot of sense um you know partnerships can be win-win where each company is kind of like promoting the other and working together on co-marketing or like different you know product related initiatives and That was exciting. And then at some point, um, they surprised me and Josh, uh, Lawrence, my co-founder, and said, you know what? We should should acquire you. (laughs) Ah,
0: ah. And you spat out your food at that point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Basically, if I had had food in my mouth, it would have spat across the room. I was like, what? Really? Okay. Um, hmm. Okay, so let's explore that. And, um, you know, well, I don't know if you know, but um, like these types of things, they take a really long time. So it wasn't like that conversation happened and then the deal was closed. It's consideration, discussion, conversation. What does this mean? Should we, shouldn't we? What does it mean for them? You know, all this kind of stuff. Um, But eventually we all came to the place where it just made a lot of sense for everyone. Um, They really value what we're doing and bringing to the market and the industry and um believe in our vision and and want to really work to support our vision and um they're a great company the more i got to know them the more excited i got about working with them the people on their team were so nice and helpful and friendly which is really important to to me and josh and also for the rest of our team um including amitai who's who's been really nice and great to work with since we met so uh it just seems started to make a lot of sense and uh and we move forward and here we
0: are. It's such a nice story. Well, the the, the piece that I like about that <laughs> yeah. story is is the friendship angle, the the yeah. fact that it's born out of a a real world meeting, the fact that you were both both teams, if you like, you know the the Elementor founders and you, um, both into WordPress, attending events, they sponsored you, helped out, and you you obviously like you said you you bonded, you became friendly. You don't normally see that piece in an acquisition story. Basically, it, it always seems to be about, you know, we've acquired something to bolster our offering or what have you. It, very rarely have I heard it been explained in such compelling terms. I just think that's really, really cool. Um, yeah, that's lovely. How long did it actually take though? Just to give us some idea, anybody who's never been involved in a merger or an acquisition, roughly speaking, how how far back was that wow, first moment so... where you spat your food out? <laughs>
1: that is a really good question. I I think you know what, I don't, I don't know. It was like, let's say within the last six months. And then once we did, I think I, the last few months are blur are like blurred in my mind because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you mentioned that us being friends and that that's a unique angle to this acquisition story. And I have to say, I don't know how anyone works on an, on an M&A deal when they're not friendly. Seriously, because um, people don't know like what it's like exactly behind the scenes. And I know this is not only the case for us. I've heard it from everyone who's gone through an M&A. When we started the M&A process, a friend of mine came, like who knew about it. He came to me and he said, listen, ma'am, you're about to go through one of the hardest and most stressful <laughs> periods of your life. And I was like, why? But everyone's so nice. it's going to be fine. But like lawyers and this and that, it's it's really, really painful and stressful. But um, I think one of the reasons we could get through it is because, you know, we have a strong level of trust and you know, we have this history and so you can get through a lot of the hard parts of it when you've got that. Um, I seriously, I don't know how people do it when they're like strangers. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I think, I don't remember exactly when the first conversation happened and there was like stopping and starting. Um, I think the whole thing came together over the course of, of a few months. Um, it moved pretty quickly once we, once we decided to move forward, move ahead okay. with it yeah
0: no. well we'll we'll drill down into the details of, of what all that looks like Amitai, first sort of real question for you i suppose is the do you do you have an understanding i'm assuming that you do of what the the reasoning was that that instead of carrying on being partners what was the reasoning behind the the sentence we would like to acquire you what what, what exactly is, <laughs> was going on on the elementor side why acquire a hosting company curiously the 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 acquisitions that i've seen over the last I don't know, couple of years, and there's been many. It's it's always the other way around. It's always the hosting company acquiring the thing, whereas <laughs> this one, it's it's the thing acquiring the hosting company. So that's really curious. But tell us the reasoning behind buying a static, headless WordPress hosting company.
2: Yeah, of course. So um, so first of all, like like Miriam said, you know, we've uh, we've been friends, friends for for a long time, and, uh, and and Miriam is here a lot, and we talk a lot about that. And uh, you know, we, we we've been. Elementor, you know, we've been kind of looking at, uh, you know, what's going on in a the, in the gem stack and, you know, the headless kind of, um, you know, kind of scene uh, with a lot of interest, right? And uh, we think that there's a lot of potential there. And, uh, you know, in, in, in the WordPress ecosystem, which, uh, you know, our ecosystem, uh, Stradic is is the gem stack, right? Like this is headless. So uh, obviously, whenever, you know, Miriam was here, uh, she and I had a lot of conversations about that. Um, we we really believe in, in the value that it provides and and kind of the intro was very technical but but uh, you know the bottom line is that you know there, there's a there's a, a lot of value that that, uh, that strategy and, and that technology can deliver to to users especially in WordPress uh, and it's amazing right so uh, so we've been looking at it with a lot of interest and um, and again we've been talking and at some point we, we, we just said that I think that uh, um, you know right now and, and that question probably will come up later, but, uh, you know, even though we want to keep it as separate offerings, we, we can, we can imagine a lot of, uh, a lot of synergies that, uh, that can be very, very interesting. And, and, uh, and, and again, you know, we just, uh, we just believe that this is, uh, kind of perfectly aligns with the mission of Elementor you know, to, to empower web creators. And, uh, we just, uh, at some point realize that it's better that this is this is just part of the company and we can do this together and we mm-hmm. can work, work more closely and uh, just find those synergies. Yeah.
0: So typically when I hear about an acquisition, the, the the story goes something like this: big company buys smaller company and then keeps smaller company, maybe takes on the staff of the smaller company, but keeps it as a thing. Not typically does it roll it up into their, you know, into their bigger product. And I'm just wondering. It felt to me as if the chatter over the last week has been around, okay, what's Elementor going to do with this now that they've got their hands on it? What are they actually going to do? Is this going to be part of like a cloud platform that you can, I don't know, go to to the Elementor website and choose uh, a cloud offering, which you already have, but also, well, here's a variant of the cloud offering. If you'd like to go headless, you can do all of that. In other words, are you going to consume it as... To be part of Elementor, something that works with Elementor, um, or is it just going to stay a completely separate entity? And everybody will go to the Stratic website and f- do the thing over there, and then come back and marry it with their Elementor-based website?
2: Yeah. So, so like I said, f- for now, the intention is to keep it as uh, as, as two separate offerings. Um, we, um, like Miriam said, like we we've been working together even before. Like, there's a lot of uh, we had a Slack channel. Uh, there were uh, uh, things that we did in Elementor to make sure that it can work uh, with Stratic better. Um, but right now, we just intend to keep it as separate offerings. Uh, and 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 yeah, it's, it's it's going to help us to you know expand our offering. And I think that uh, um, you know Stratic uh, has different type of of, of, uh, of customers. Um, and but yeah right now we, there's no plan to to gobble anything up we're just uh we're just going to keep it as separate offerings and uh and search for those synergies uh wherever we can
0: okay so things basically from the point of view of a, of a customer of Stratix at the moment nothing changes there's no plans in that direction um miriam in terms of the the the, the things that you had to think about during the the merger and acquisition did Obviously, that you've got employees and staff and a team and what have you. were were there things that you you know that you fought for in the deal as it were, or things that you wanted to happen in the deal? What I'm basically asking is what's happening to your staff?
1: There were a few things that were really important to us in the deal, um, and one was continued excellent service for our customers. Our customers really, really love our product and really love our customer success team. And rightfully so it's led by Rebecca Markowitz and she's amazing. And um, so we wanted to make sure that we could continue to service them as, as we were and that our team uh, would find all would find a new home at Elementor and we could continue uh, working together. Lucky for us. That's exactly what Elementor (laughs) wanted. It was not, it was, they were, they wanted, they were like, you are unit. We want you to stay together. You work great together. Like, why mess with success, essentially? And so we were very fortunate that, uh, that our team found a very nice new home in Elementor. Um, so we get the, the benefits of being part of a or- large organization that has uh, more resources and, you know, let's say teams set up for uh, specific things that we at the moment don't have uh, set up, we're not set up for. Um, but at the same time, we as a team, we really, really love working together and we really, you know, we really like each other. So uh, we get to retain that. And that's that's really fun and really great for all of us.
0: So everybody's being kept on and is transferring over. This is a total aside and forgive me. Geography may may play nothing to do with it, but I'm just wondering if you're actually close to each other in physical terms. Like, you know, is, the, is where you live, Miriam, close to where the the Elementor offices are and things like that? (laughs) It's a
1: good question. So we are a company that our roots are in Jerusalem and Elementor's office is in a city called Ramat Gan, which is close to Tel Aviv. Uh, Jerusalem and Tel Aviv are not like actually that far from each other, but if you add in traffic and whatever, it's a big deal. And also they're very, very different cities. Um, So we had our office in Jerusalem. It was a great office, but uh, what COVID happened, and we saw our team members were not interested in coming to hang out together and give each other COVID, <laughs> we shut down the office and we, we transitioned into being a fully remote company. Um, we already were semi-remote before that, and we have team members overseas who are very, very important members of our team. Uh, so we already had some of that culture in place, but then we like fully implemented that and we, we went remote. So we actually, it's not like we were going to one office and now we're going to right. another. Right. Um, but because we're a Jerusalem-centric uh, company, um, unlike most Israeli tech companies, most Israeli tech companies, it all is happening in the Tel Aviv area. So we were different. Um, most of us are coming from outside of that area. Luckily, there's trains. My drive is not the best. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but Elementor is also flexible, uh, also, I think, uh, because of Corona. So uh, our goal is um, that the Israeli team will meet up once a week, uh, at the Elementor office, which is actually really nice for us, even though we all have to travel, let's say farther than maybe is ideal, but we miss each other. So finally we can sit together and work together and have lunch together and nice things like that. And, you know, I'll plan on going in a few more times a week and others can come in when they want, but we can also work from home. So it's a great kind of uh, hybrid situation, which really works for us.
0: Soon after uh, the Elementor excuse me, soon after the elemental team moved into their office, uh, Amitai was on our Monday show and he, he gave us a guided tour. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really? nice. Yeah, he got his camera out, and, you know, he went onto his phone and he, oh no, you took the laptop around the office. That was yeah. it. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was lovely. So yeah, what a, what a nice environment to be in. Um, Miriam, I've got to ask, I know that you're going along for the ride. I'm just wondering what the... Um, what's kind of in this for you, you know, is it that you were feeling the pressure of it? You know, it was obviously a total surprise when they offered to, to purchase it from you and your co-founder, but what what were you hoping to get out of this deal and how will it change your life? Is it, is it about managing stress more, having a bit more time available to you?
1: It's a very good question. And the answer is kind of complicated. So I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to do my best. Um, this uh, this new situation uh, on the one hand allows me to continue pursuing um, my vision of bringing headless static Jamstack uh, philosophy to, to the WordPress industry, which I don't feel like I've fulfilled or completed. I feel like there's so much more we can and should do. And in many ways we were only just getting started. So uh, for me, it's really important um, that I get to I get to keep doing that and as the head of STRATIC, I, I can continue leading leading that uh, initiative and that's on the one hand um, for me work has always been about what like I have to be excited and interested in what I'm doing and always learning and I know that at Elementor I'm gonna have the opportunity to learn, heck of a lot more even than I've learned until now. And wow, over the last four years, it's been the most intense, like boot camp training of my life, (laughs) (laughs) but but I know I'm going to be able to learn much more, uh, expand my skills in different ways. And I'm, I'm excited about that. And then on the other hand, um, you know, founding a a startup and and managing it, it's very, very demanding. And I would have done this for many more years to come. Like I didn't even think about another option. So I would have kept doing that, um, but now that we are in this situation, what I can say, like in retrospect, is that I am excited that also in my new position I can fully focus on Stratic and not do a lot of the stuff that you have to do when you're running a, a like any right. kind of company. You know, like there's so many things: accounting, legal, HR. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. And I mentioned before that they have teams set up with specific skill sets, like. We, had, we all have to wear so many hats. So I was like, I became an expert in HubSpot, and I also was like trying to do our paid ads, and I was yeah. also doing our social media, and I'm also working on the product, and also like, and, and I was also, you know, with we had investors, so so that also demands time. Like, there's a lot of stuff that takes up time, and then it like doesn't allow you to focus on what you real, what I really got into this to do, which is to build this product, make it amazing, make people help people use something that helps them, um, and that they love. And I think in this new situation, I can actually fully, fully or mostly fully do that, and I'm really excited about that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not being ridiculous here, Miriam. I genuinely had concern for the amount of sleep you were getting because you were <laughs> you, you were literally everywhere and always around, weren't you? I mean, th- oh that is meant as a compliment. I hope you take it as such. But no, I um, totally but I, I did feel like you know r- running that thing. And trying to bootstrap it, it, it's, you know, it's no mean fee, is it? And just being able to take the foot, not entirely off the pedal, but slow slow that side of things down and also be able to say, do you know what, now there's somebody else in my bigger team now that can take the responsibility for the, the social media and for the legal. All the bits that whilst you you did them and they were a necessary thing to do, they probably weren't what you really wanted to be doing at the time. It's
1: not what I really wanted to do and also... i'm not like great at those things those people who (laughs) do it on a full-time basis they're great at it you know that's their that's their area of expertise so um let people do these things who are better than me it's great and i'll try to do what hopefully i am i'm best at and uh yeah and take the foot off the pedal a bit i'm also you know a mom so my kids are like wait so you're not gonna have calls till like 10 11 p.m with california anymore and i'm like yeah, I mean, I don't know, but definitely not at the same rate. <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah. there'll be less yeah. of them. Um yeah. just shifting gears to the Elementor side of things. Firstly, Amitai, it's been probably a, a while since we spoke and so probably a lot has changed. Just just fill us in on the last year or so of Elementor. Tell us what's been happening, what new new things, new initiatives have have come come down the pipe with Elementor.
2: Yeah, for sure. Wow. Uh in a year <laughs> can barely keep up with yeah i think happening. that's about i think you know? that's probably when
0: whenever you moved into your office that's the last time i think we uh we spoke well apart from the the briefer side that we had at WordCamp europe just the other day where i i won a, a rubber ball <laughs> and then the guy came after me won an ipad i was, gutted. I was absolutely gutted <laughs> yeah.
2: so we we've actually moved the, the offices two years ago so ah, it would be, be a now. long time now yeah. but uh, yeah you know we we're we, we just uh, rolling with uh, with our builder um, we're you know investing a lot in in the existing product also looking at the future um, you've heard about the, the containers feature that we're uh, kind of working on right now I think mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, it's uh, it's really exciting changing uh, changing a lot of uh, you know how we're going to do things so is gonna like the, the the basis for a lot of things that we're planning uh, to do up ahead, uh, and just you know keeping our focus on 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 the builder. Uh, and obviously, you know, one of the most exciting things that that, that happened is that we we launched our uh, our cloud website offering. Yes, um, which uh, which again, this is uh, um, you know the way I look at it is just you know we're continuing to investing in in uh, in you know help help our users you know build build the websites. Uh, Whereas uh, you know, hosting is is uh, you know is uh, is something that you, you need to have. Uh, so this allows us to uh, you know again expand our offering and, and help everything more streamlined and uh, uh, you know help our users with their challenges. Uh, and again, this is I think that we're uh, again strategy. This is uh, this is very interesting. This is, again uh, aligns with the line with uh, with again you know helping our users with their challenges the um to create websites better
0: <laughs> yeah i think that was one of the curious things that kept coming up in the sort of social commentary that i was seeing after uh the announcement just a week or so ago was was the the sort of trying to understand where the cloud the current cloud offer fits with the new static thing and obviously you've you've cleared that up we now know that for the for the for the foreseeable at least anyway the two things are going to you know the elementor cloud offering is going to be there, the Stratic um, headless offering will be over there, and they're going to be separate. So I think I think that's yeah, that's cleared that up really well. Just on the the growth of Elementor, it was curious. A couple of more, maybe it was more like three or four weeks ago. Yoast, as in the man Joost de, um, de Volk, he produced a uh, a piece where he was bringing into question whether or not the the growth or the market share of WordPress for the first time had taken a bit of a dip. We were up to 30, sorry, 43 point something percent. And since statistics have been gathered, that number has always gone up, you know, it's never ever taken a a south turn, but it did. And what was curious, digging into that a little bit more is that it would appear that for the longest period of time, years and years and years, Elementor's growth is wordpress's growth which sounds like a really strange thing to say but if you took elementor out of the wordpress ecosystem i'm not sure what the growth for wordpress would have looked like in other words elementor has been driving the adoption of wordpress by new users and that's totally remarkable
2: yeah it's uh you know that doesn't change since, since we've last spoken that that uh, the growth here has been uh, uh, has been very very intense. Um, Miriam and I just had a conversation about that uh, yesterday. About uh, you know about about WordPress and and, and the growth. Uh, I think that yeah, I, I think for sure we we allow users that uh, maybe otherwise wouldn't have uh, uh, been able to to do what they can do now with Elementor to uh, to participate, um, and I, I I definitely believe that it drives growth, um, and I think but. Uh, Again, commenting specifically on on, on those uh, on those numbers, I think that you know the entire world is kind of shaking right now. You know, post COVID, everything is uh, everything is strange. But uh, but yeah, we we are in terms of, of Elementor, You know, we're we're growing, and we you know we planning on, on on keep on growing. Uh, um, and again, this is just by by making sure that uh, we deliver real value. You know, to to those users, to our users, that uh, you know. Um, Wherever we can, whether it's via the builder, whether it's you know using the cloud, and you know helping with the challenge of you know hosting your website, and with and with Striding now, you know where you know larger companies you know to deal with you know kind of mission critical websites that you know require you know intense security and you know intense performance and stability to you know to be able to use that.
0: It's quite amazing, really, and Miriam, you could probably speak to this as well, is that the, in, in a sense, the the success of Elementor within WordPress has enabled this whole thing to happen. You know, if, if Elementor had been modestly successful and had several million users less than it already does, then they wouldn't be able to go out and be the, the company that's going out and looking at possible uh, purchases in in this case stratic uh, so yeah bravo i mean it, all round a fabulous a fabulous achievement from the elementor side just interested and you may not have any insight on this or you may wish to decline to answer the question Amitai, does this represent a sort of like a watershed because i don't know um, of anything else that elementor has purchased on this size but I was wondering if this is going to be a bit of a sea change. In other words, has Element or the company now got to the point where it can it can start to bolster its offering by buying up different things, or the hosting companies, other the plugins, other various other bits of bits and pieces in the WordPress ecosystem, and dare I say it, maybe some things which are not in the WordPress ecosystem.
2: Yeah, I think that that, that like Miriam said, this is a uh, strategy is, is a very very unique story. Um, so right now we're focusing on the builder and I don't think there's a lot of uh, companies like Stratic or, uh, uh, you know, persons like Miriam. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and I think we, we, we've had a, a wonderful opportunity here, you know, working with people that we know and trust uh, on a product that we believe in with, you know, great vision. So uh, this, uh, this, this was the right move for us. Uh, but, but other than that, you know, like we're, we will keep focusing on, what we do
0: (laughs) thank you very much i've I've asked all the questions i want to ask i was wondering from both of you if there was anything that you wished to get off your chest or are you happy with everything that we've mentioned
1: um i'd like to say something about elementor please do um so one when uh when we were working on our our go-to-market at stratic like when we were independent um Uh, one of the strategies that we really wanted to be able to pursue was what's known as product-led growth. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with it. It it was pretty hot in the tech world for some time. Um, It still is. And the idea there is that company grows uh, by virtue of how amazing the product is and how much value it brings to its users. And then it kind of creates the cycle of word of mouth and and community. Um, And we, we succeeded with that t- to a certain extent from the perspective of thought leadership um, and community interaction and things like that, uh, which is also an aspect of product-led growth. And also um, the fact is that our customers do love Stratic and they they share that with other people. They become kind of enthusiastic ambassadors uh, within their circles. Um, but if you look at Elementor's scale um, and impact on, on the market and the web in general, uh, it's basically because they've created a product that brings so much value to users that, they just they want to use it and then they want to tell other people about it so a lot of people um, you know might not appreciate that about elementor but the fact is that it's that they grew so much and they have so many users because their product brings so much value to, to users so it's exciting for me that we're we're joining a company that um, really really helps their their users and really brings so much value to them and has succeeded in growing through this product-led growth type of approach and because of the value of its product. Um, and I, I'm excited to learn from them about that. That's just what I want to say about their scale.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. I mean, you, you, you're right. From somebody observing all the things in WordPress as I'd like to do, um, there is no story like this, uh, the, the growth of Elementor. It really is off the scale successful. It's been remarkable seeing it in that fact a yeah I remember picking up on it yeah really really early on and uh, early on and thinking oh, it's another it's another thing let's see how this goes yeah. and then within sort of six months it was pretty obvious that there was something special being created and I think decisions made early on to jam in a ton of functionality into the free version was a really yeah. clever idea which you know bootstrapped it into into the into the lower atmosphere and yeah well that's really kind of you to uh to single that out to sort of demonstrate the uh you know the, the mission statement of elementor that's lovely amitai anything to add before we knock it on the head
2: no i'm i'm good thank you're you good
0: okay me. thank you very much in that case i will round off by saying miriam schwab amitai gat thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today and explaining about why stratic was purchased by elemental that's brilliant thanks a lot
1: thank Thank you you. nice being here
0: Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Really interesting to chat to Miriam and Amitai all about the acquisition of Stratic by Elementor. If you've got any thoughts on that, please head over to wpbuilds.com. Search for episode number 284 and leave a comment there. Alternatively, you can go to our Facebook group. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. And you could leave a comment in the thread there as well. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24 7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP builds. Once more, go.me forward slash WP builds. And we thank GoDaddy Pro for their support of the WP builds podcast. Okie dokie. We will be back next week. We'll have a podcast on Thursday, but we'll also have our This Week in WordPress show live 2pm UK time. Head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash live and we'd love to have you there joining in the comments with all of the other people. Okay, I hope that you stay safe this week. Bye bye for now.